Welcome to the Motivate Me to Run podcast, episode 007. This is Coach Alex, and today I want to address a topic that has come up many times over the last few weeks. How fast should I be running my training runs? Don't forget, our episodes are referred to as the Motivation Mile, meaning that we want to share with you the motivation you need, encourage you on your way, and provide those critical running tips to help you on your own running journey all in the time it takes to run a mile. All right, well today, I'm not even gonna pretend to answer the question, how fast should you be running your training runs in every sense of the question. There is just way too much for me to try to address. We could be talking about specificity. Are you trying to run your fastest 5K? Are you trying to run your first half marathon? Are you trying to run maybe your... 10th marathon and you're trying to BQ. So for each one of those athletes, there's going to be a common thread or a common principle that should probably be present in each one of their training plans. And it's the concept of the slow run or rather the easy run and the percentage that that easy run probably should make up in each one of their training. Let's face it. Many runners have one pace. They It's probably somewhat faster than what their easy run probably should be. And it's probably somewhat slower than what their speed work, than their tempo runs are probably going to be. At the end of the day, the question is, is this the right pace? Before I address that, I want to say that we live in a world in which it's really hard to blame the runner. I mean, yes, us runners can somewhat be a little bit stubborn. I, I hope it's okay for me to say that, uh, especially if you happen to be a type A personality. But when it comes down to it, when we have Strava that it's has the segments and you're running up and you see a segment coming that you're 50 yards away, then 25 yards away, and you see that someone ran this segment in a certain amount of time. You think to yourself, I want to beat that time. I want to be number one on this leaderboard. And you go out and you try to run it hard. Or maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about when we're talking about Strava, but you know the quotes because you've seen the memes. I need to beat yesterday. I need to be better than yesterday. I need to be faster than I was yesterday. And so you go out and every run is a goal to try to see, can I be faster than I was yesterday? Can I, can I cut 10 seconds off of my time for the same exact route? And so your goal is to try to be faster and faster and faster. And you continue to run harder and harder, thinking that this is the way that you're going to become a better runner. I want to encourage you with a quote. I I saw this just a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was a really good and appropriate quote for our discussion today. The goal of workouts isn't to prove fitness. It's to improve fitness. Let's step back and think about this for just a minute. Is your goal to go out and try to prove that you're faster every day? Try to prove that you're faster than someone else running the same route? Or is your goal to be the fastest 
most efficient runner that you can be so that way you can meet whatever your running goal is, whether it be to lose weight, whether it be to be faster, to get a PR on your next race, whatever it happens to be. If your goal is to improve fitness, then I'm going to encourage you to sit back and maybe step back and ask yourself, am I running a majority of my runs at the right pace? Before we dive into that, I want to try to at least address some principles of training. If you talk to numerous running coaches, you're going to find out there are really three basic principles that it should be followed whenever you're trying to put together a training plan. The concept is one, you're going to try to stress your body, uh, whether it be you're going to try to run faster, harder, or whatever it is, else it is. Then you need to recover uh, and then allow your body to adapt or that ad- adaptation phase in which your body is going to you know absorb that training that you put in. You know, so often, uh, Weightlifters, for example, if you go out to the gym, you know, weightlifters think sometimes some weightlifters, I guess, that it's when they're pushing that heavy weight that they are becoming stronger. Well, research has found that it's really during that recovery and adaptation phase that your body is growing in its muscle mass and it's taking that training, that stress you put on your body and it's applying it and making you a stronger weightlifter. Well, the same goes for your running, doesn't it? So if you go out and you run your tempo run, your intervals, your fartlek, whatever it is that you happen to run, that stress you put on uh, your legs into your uh, cardiovascular system, that stress is actually applied to your body during that recovery and adaptation phase. So if you're going out and you're continuing to stress, stress, stress your body, and you never allow yourself to recover or to adapt to that training, you're going to go out, increase your chance of injury. Uh, You could see your uh, higher levels of stress hormones start going into that overtraining phase that a lot of people talk about. You can even see a decline in performance as well. And so as you continue to go out, as you continue to run hard, as you continue to not allow your body to recover, you can ultimately hurt yourself as a runner and you can hurt yourself as a person as well because you just keep going. Well, at the end, there's really a rule that many coaches recommend. I follow this myself in my, in my own training, in training plans I put together for other runners. And it's the concept that the majority of your miles should be easy. And it's also referred to in some places. I know Matt Fitzgerald writes about it as the 80-20 rule. And this really comes out of some research from Steven Seiler that went out and had a determination and a goal to find out how do most elite endurance athletes train. And whether it was cyclists, skiers, rowers, runners, swimmers, or triathletes, he found in his research, they did approximately 80% of their training at low intensity. Again, we don't have enough time in this short episode to go into all of it, but really the concept is this. As you go out, as you run and you put that stress on your body, then you go back out, you can recover as you're running those slow, easy runs, 
you're able to adapt to that stress you put on your body. And once your body has recovered fully and is ready, has absorbed that training, you can go out again and be able to run yet another run that's going to put that stress on your body. Here's a great quote that I think helps apply to the situation. Running super slow and relaxed for one to three days after tough workouts gets blood flowing to muscles, which flushes away broken down proteins, delivers new proteins to rebuild damaged tissue, and carries carbohydrates to replenish depleted stores and muscle cells. So during these easy runs, as you're going out and uh, running them, you actually are able to get some of those wastes out of your body. You're able to continue to build your base of your miles as you continue to run for that week. And you're also allowing your body to be able to replenish and to be able to rebuild, but at the same time, being able to get those miles in as well. It's not just an easier than your hard run, but it's not just slow, but it's super slow. Many people refer to it in one of two ways, either those that are talking about the conversational pace or those that talk about it in terms of heart rate. And so usually an easy run being defined as 65 to 78% of your maximum heart rate. There's a number of problems with both approaches, right? One, if I talk about conversational pace, going back to this concept of us runners being stubborn, we will go out, we'll run our training run, and we'll say, oh yeah, I can, I, I, I can talk right now, but not be honest with ourselves that we're not able to sustain a conversation. But at the same time, when it comes down to the heart rate, how do you know what your maximum heart rate is? I'm not going to try to get into everything other than try to encourage you to either use a heart rate watch, which will help you to be able to determine that zone, or encourage you to be honest with yourself when it comes to your conversational pace to help you determine what that easy run pace should be. Before we continue on, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Great 8 Virtual Races. We're recording this right in the midst of the holiday season. And what better gift can you think of than the gift of fitness and specifically through a virtual race? You can take the opportunity to give that gift for you, for you and a friend, you and your family, or even you and everyone you know. We've got to try, right? When you use coupon code HOLIDAY, you can receive 50% off your race registrations. What this means is you can buy simply a gift for yourself and get it at 50% off, or get it for you and a friend, think buy one, get one free, so you can run together. As with all our races, when you sign up, you will receive a beautiful full-color Tyvek bib in the mail. Choose to run with the bib or just add it to your wall. After running your race, submit your time, and you will receive our handcrafted, hand-painted, three-and-a-half-inch large medal. Check us out at grade8virtualraces.com. That's grade8, the number eight, virtualraces.com. For a list of our races and to get signed up for you and as many of your friends you want today. So let's get back to this concept of running slowly. We've established and looked at the idea that about 80% of your runs should be that of running slow and not just running slow, but very slow. Let's talk about some of those benefits. You know, we just read that quote earlier about getting rid of the waste in your muscles, bringing in the new proteins. 
But here's some other benefits as well uh, when you run slowly. One, the easy runs help develop your heart muscle. Jack Daniels mentions, he's a famous running coach, if you haven't heard his name before, that the maximum force of each stroke of your heart is achieved at about 60% of your maximum heart rate. He says that if you go and that, that zone that we're talking about for your easy run, that this is a great zone to be training your heart in. Because as you continue to run, as you continue to try to become more efficient, you want to continue to develop and make your heart stronger. And so when you hit that maximum force of your heart uh, each stroke, then you're going to be getting the maximum efficiency for your training and not having to run at a higher level. You also increase your number and your size of your mitochondria. So your mitochondria, this is the part of the cell that converts your sugars, your fats, and proteins into the chemical energy that the body uses to run. This is a really good thing for you to have as a runner. Longer periods of aerobic training, this lower, slower run also helps increase your capillary density. So down at your muscle fiber level, your capillaries are what help get the blood to those muscle fibers and deliver oxygen to those muscle fibers to be able to help them to be able to perform at the highest level you need at your next race. Also, you can help manage the total stress in your body by not overstressing yourself more than you should for your training runs every week. There's a lot more that can be said, and I know that we'll be addressing this in future episodes as well, whether it be this topic specifically or whether it be how to correctly find the right stresses for your right running goals. Uh, if you have any more questions on this or any other running topic, we invite you to get in touch with us. You can email us at alex at motivatemetorun.com. I'd encourage you to check us out at motivatemetorun.com where you can find other episodes and find out other information as well. Find us at Twitter with the handle at motivatemetorun. Also, you can join our Facebook group titled Nothing Else But Motivate Me to Run to be able to ask more of your running questions and get the motivation and encouragement you need as you continue to meet your running goals. If nothing else, I hope you heard the importance of being intentional when it comes to your running. And as we address today, especially your running pace, ask yourself on your next easy run whether you're running it easy enough. And then ask yourself if you're running enough easy runs. If you're not, I would encourage you to adjust and get closer to that 80-20 rule to help keep you healthy and training optimally no matter your running goal. Happy running, guys. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.